There's a lady in a turban. Well, welcome to this week's episode of For What It's Worth in our series, The Space In Between. This episode is called Little Feet, A.G. I'm your host, Blake Melnick, and I'm joined by my co-host of The Space, Cameron Brown. Cam, nice to have you back on the show. Good to be back, Blake. As our listeners know, we've been doing a fairly deep dive into the music of Little Feet. I had a great interview with Mr. Bill Payne, co-founder and pianist for the band, and during that interview, we discussed the need to encourage new listeners to Little Feet. And what came out of the interviews both with Bill and with some of the fans on the street before their show in Seattle this past summer was fans are a little bit stuck in the past. For many hardcore Little Feet fans, the band essentially ended with the death of Lowell George in 1979. And yet the band has continued to evolve and progress and introduced new musical stylings along with a range of new vocalists following the death of Lowell George over 40 years ago. So we thought we'd do a follow-up episode where we start from their latest studio record, released in 2012, called Rooster Rag, and then move backwards from there to their comeback album after the passing of Lil' George, called Let It Roll. Cam and I are going to go through nine albums and talk about our favorite songs from each, and tell you why we think they're great songs. We're also going to try something a little different and provide you with an interactive experience. We've created a Spotify playlist with all the songs that we're going to talk about in this episode as a companion piece. You'll be able to access the playlist while listening to this episode. In the interview transcripts, we've put markers for each of the records and songs we will discuss. So if you want to listen to part of the episode and then listen to a couple of songs from a particular record and then flip back again and listen to the interview you can use the markers for each record in the show notes and get right back to where you left off. Listen to it any way you wish. Either listen to the playlist first, listen to the episode first, listen to them both in tandem. But it should provide a unique experience. And if this works well, we'll continue to use this kind of format in the future. This episode is really designed to help introduce new listeners to Little Feet and hopefully move some of those old hardcore fans to the point where they realize Little Feet is not a cover band. They are Little Feet, A.G. In my interview with Bill Payne, he told me Little Feet's going to be releasing some new records. They're also going to be releasing a documentary, hopefully September 2023. We'll keep you posting all that, but with all this new stuff coming out, we think it's important that we start with where the band is at now and work backwards so that new fans get a sense of how the band has grown and progressed over these many years. We're going to start with the album Rooster Rag, recorded in 2012, that features Paul Barrara on lead vocals, Bill Payne, Sam Clayton, and Fred Tackett, who have been members of the band for a long time. So over to you, Cam. Let's, uh, let's hear your top two songs from Rooster Rag. Mellow Down Easy, I think, was, uh, was my favorite. That's the final song on the album. And another one was Jamaica Will Break Your Heart. When I first saw that, it caught my eye. So I listened to that first, really liked it. It's one of the ones I just sort of started listening to. Those song choices may change. 
Right. You know, as I give it more of a lesson. And one thing I might say too, Blake, is, is another thing that you commented on was in doing the research this last little while, I've talked to my brother and one or two of his older friends who are friends of mine. <clears throat> they got about four years on me and they got me into Little Feet. And it's amazing to send them links and go, you never have heard, ain't had enough fun. And they've gotten back to me like, where is this stuff? It's like, okay, Little Feet didn't die with Lowell George. They've always been a band who have showcased new singers. I guess Lowell George sang predominantly in the beginning, but didn't Bill Payne sing as well? Yeah, Bill Payne sang, uh, Paul Barrar sung as well, Sam Clayton. What were your favorites on that one? I had Mellow Down Easy as well, real funky blues tune, with Sam Clayton singing vocals in the background. And I like it anytime Sam Clayton sings. I like that that deep bass voice that he has. The rhythm section was fantastic. Again, Sam Clayton, the guitar work, outstanding as well. And I love Bill Payne's piano solo on that song. So that was one of my faves. And the other one was Church Falling Down. This is a real jazzy number. Mm. I, it strikes me as a Bill Payne song. Usually on a Little Feet record, Bill Payne has one song, or that seems to be the Bill Payne song, the, the magnus opus, so to speak. I love this track. It was slow and jazzy. Fred Tackett plays amazing mandolin. What I love about Little Feet, and again, I attribute this to Bill Payne. I may not be correct, but they change tempos in the middle of the song quite often. And while this is essentially a mm-hmm. jazz number, Number, there's a point in the tune where it changes and has a real Sakali uh, Spanish undertones. And you can certainly hear classical music influences of Bill Payne on this song. I love the way it's juxtaposed with Paul Barrar's subtle and tasteful slide guitar playing. So those are my two favorites. I also wanted to mention something about Jamaica Will Break Your Heart. For 20 years, Little Feet has held a band camp at a resort in Jamaica where fans come to see Little Feet shows, hang out with the band, etc., So I'm going to assume this song was inspired by the time on the island. You know, in listening to them again and again, I find when people say, I don't really know them, I say to them, imagine a group like the band, right? That had so many great players in it and so many different crossover genres and put them together with Los Lobos and you've got Little Feet. Yeah, I think the band is an apt comparable with Little Feet. I mean, you had multiple singers, great musicians, instrumentalists. You had Richard Manuel, Rick Danko, Levon Helm, Robbie Robertson, all singing and contributing to the lyrical sound of the band. And I think you're right. Little Feet is very similar to that. And you had Garth Hudson, the keyboardist, who in the beginning basically taught them to play other instruments. I think Garth Hudson and Bill Payne are fairly parallel as well. Mind you, Little Feet are all just outstanding musicians. Not one of them is, a, is an average player. So we've got Mellow Down Easy and, the, and Church Falling Down. We'll put Mellow Down Easy on the playlist because we both seem to think that was a great tune. The next album on our list is called Join the Band. It was released in 2008 and features Sean Murphy singing lead vocals. This is the first time Little Feet has had a female lead vocalist. And on this record, the Feet are joined by a star-studded cast of some of the greatest musicians around. Jimmy Buffett, Bob Seger, Sonny Landreth, Dave Matthews, Craig Fuller, Vince Gill, Brooks and Dunn, Sam Bush, Bella Fleck, Anira George, Lowell George's daughter, 
Emmy Lou Harris, Chris Robinson from the Black Crows, and Mike Gordon from Fish. And it's a really accessible album. It's really well produced. If I was to recommend one album to new listeners, people that had not heard Little Feet before, it would probably be this one. This record includes a lot of their old numbers, like Dixie Chicken and Old Lana and Spanish Moon and Time Loves a Hero, but with a different twist because all of these songs are now influenced by the personal playing styles of the guests on the record. There's also a, a number of recognizable classic tunes, such as The Band's The Weight and Woody Guthrie's His Land Is Your Land. So what are your picks from Join the Band? Well, Join the Band, as you said, to me is a great one. We're coming into the Christmas season. If you thought, you know what? I'd love to get my nephew, I'd love to get my niece, whoever, into Little Feet. It's a great way because not only do you have, as you said, the guest singers, but you have the band also singing as well. Right. On this one, I picked Dixie Chicken because I always love that song. I love that album. And Vince Gill, I'm aware of him as country singer, but I, I didn't recognize the name Sonny Landreth. Right. I looked him up. He's a blues guitarist known for his slide guitar. Yes. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's, you hear a song that you've always liked, and sometimes the covers aren't so great. This is not really a cover. It's a fresh look at it. And same with my second choice, which is Oh Atlanta with Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. I've always loved that band. It's too bad they're not around as much anymore. But he's got a great voice, just a fantastic voice. And the only way I'd want to hear it is with someone who could capitalize on the song and take it an extra step. Both great tunes. Old Atlanta was a Bill Payne song, and in our interview, he said, I wanted to write a hit song, a pop song, and <laughs> Old Atlanta was that. He said, eh, it didn't really resonate as a pop song, but he said, I tried. <laughs> he said, that's why I introduced right, the chorus the right away. <laughs> Both great tunes, and as you say, with those guests playing on them, it adds a different dimension to those songs that I think is really interesting. So for me, I actually went a little more obscure on this one, and I picked something in the Water, written by Al Anderson, Bob DePiro, and Jeffrey Steele, with Bob Seger on vocals. And I just thought, you know, Bob Seger's been a, an old pal of the band's, I think, for many years. To me, this is a driving rock and roll song that's very much in Bob Seger's wheelhouse. It just fits. If you like Bob Seger, you're going to like this song. And the second one I picked was Don't You Just Know It. And it was a song written by Johnny Vincent and Huey Piano Smith back in 1958. I love the vocal harmonies between Sean Murphy and Sam Clayton. Again, I'm a big fan of Sam Clayton's singing. The song has a real New Orleans jazz mixed with a Cajun feel to it. I really, really liked it. I went back and listened to the original version by Huey Smith, and they do such justice to the song, but make it way better, in my opinion. But again, technology is such that the recording sounds so much better. But I love this tune, so those are my two picks. We should note, too, that these guys are such a talented band that over the years, other artists have hired them on to record on their own album. I was a Bob Seger fan, and I should point out, and I'm sure a lot of Seger fans know this, that Hollywood Nights, the piano playing, that's Bill Payne. Yeah. Yeah. They're old pals. He's an old friend of the band. And Robert Palmer. And Robert Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Sneaking Sally through the alley. I think they were the backup band for him on that. Yes, they were. Or most of them. I think that's part of what 
keeps Little Feet fresh for me is they all play on other people's records. So when they're not playing with Little Feet, they're not sitting around (laughs) doing nothing. They're playing on everybody else's records. Sam Clayton played with Jimmy Buffett for years. Bill Payne plays piano for the Doobie Brothers. So they're all getting other influences from the other bands they play with, and they're bringing it back to Little Feet. So it's always evolving the Little Feet sound. I think that's one of the, the keys to their longevity and staying together is they're fresh. Playing other stuff with other people all the time and again bringing back what they learned and incorporating it into that little feed sound and then doing the research for this i think i told you i came by a travis tritt song called bible bell they back him up on that one right yeah they've played with yeah. so many people it's quite astonishing when, yeah. when you look at it now on to the next album. It's called Kicking at the Barn. It was released in 2003. Sean Murphy sings lead vocals on that, but all members of the band also share in the singing. Now this is a really interesting record. It's almost impossible to find. I assume it's been deleted. It just didn't get enough sales. And I got to think that's because of poor promotion rather than anything else, because I think it's one of their best records, AG. And what I love about this record is, number one, it was recorded live at Fred Tackett's barn in Topango Canyon, and they actually cut two versions of this record. One, the CD album version, and then they did a second version in surround sound. And if you can find it, it's on music DVD. It has a whole new level of sound. And if you have a surround sound system, the sound is absolutely incredible. And because it was recorded live, there are very few overdubs. So What you hear is what you get. If you want to hear Little Feet at their best, this is the record. To me, there isn't a bad song on it. It's a shame that it's been deleted, so I'm not sure how we're going to get these songs on the playlist. I don't think we can upload to Spotify, but we'll try to figure out a way to do it, or we'll provide a link to some other source where people can actually listen to these songs. I had two picks here, and one was Night on the Town. I like the whole feel of it, and it did really feel like a night on the town. Just great playing all the way around. And the second one I picked was Stomp. And now this is a Bill Payne song. It's an instrumental song. Little Feet don't do a lot of purely instrumental tracks. This one is just incredible. Now, it's not going to appeal to everybody. Those people that loved Soul Sacrifice by Santana are going to love this song because it's in that same vein. It's just brilliant. It's a jazz fusion instrumental track. Bill Payne's playing on it is unbelievable. It's very different from a lot of Little Feet stuff, I think, but well worth the listen. Do you have any from that record? I know that one's a hard one and we've been having a bit of a time trying to share it, but do you have any picks from that record? Well, I did get it from you earlier. I didn't have a chance to really go through it, but Night on the Town did stand out. But what I really liked is at the very last was Bill's River Blues. Yeah, I like that tune as well. The intro, the piano intro, reminded me of the intro to Morning is Broken. Okay, our next album is Chinese Work Songs, recorded in 2000. Again, lead vocals, Sean Murphy. What are your picks from that record? Chinese Work Songs was good. It was interesting when uh, years and years ago, uh, you and my brother went down to see Little Feet at the docks here in Toronto, and Sean Murphy was a singer. I remember being blown away. What I really liked on this one was Eula. It starts off like mm. a jam session, like the band is sort of getting together in the studios. People are coming in, picking up their instruments. And to tell you the truth, if Mick Jagger ever heard that song, that would be a great song for him to cover because it's got that really soulful accent to words. And so that was one of my favorites. The other one was Just Another Sunday. 
a beautiful blend of, I don't want to say power ballad because that's like an 80s kind of term, but the way it builds up, it would be hard to say that it doesn't also sound like a jam session. Like at one point, they're sort of jamming in the song to see how it would turn out. It was great. I love both of those songs. And in fact, I turned my brother on to Eula this morning. I really like this record. Like Sean Murphy, you know, it was an adjustment for me to go from uh, a band that I knew really well with predominantly well with all male vocals to a female vocalist. But I really liked Sean Murphy, not everything, but I really did like a lot of the things that she brought to the band. So I picked Rio Esperanza. It's a beautiful ballad. I think it really suited John Murphy's voice. She sang in that raspy, broken China voice that I love so much with Bill Payne accompanying her on piano. And like you, my other pick was Just Another Sunday. Fabulous song. And, you know, funny about this song, I listen to this song a lot, and it does remind me of driving in my car with the top down on a Sunday. It just has that kind of feel, that laid-back, lazy Sunday feel. Beautiful song. I did enjoy the Rio, but I was worried about how to pronounce the last part of the song. <laughs> that second word. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, maybe someone else will take it. Yeah. There's also one there, too, Blake, and it was really close, like the follow-up. It could change next week if you ask me, but there's a great one there. It takes a lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. Right. And to me, you know what? When I listened to that, I thought, this sounds like a Ray Charles song. It doesn't sound like Ray Charles, but if he was still around, I could see him covering it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. strong a song. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah this was a good, really good record. I'm curious about the title, Chinese Work Songs. I'm not sure where that came from, but maybe I'll ask Bill Payne at some point if we get a chance to talk again. Next up is Under the Radar, recorded in 1998. Again, Sean Murphy assumes lead vocals. You got some picks there? Under the Radar, yes. There was Eden's Wall. Okay. And again, you know, when I listen to music for the first time, I often compare it to other stuff. I'm a big fan of Pete Townsend. It kind of reminded me a little bit of something he might have written. It's got a great blend of instruments. Starts up with an accordion. Again, you know, kind of takes to the band. Back in the day, someone would have been smart to put Little Feet on the road with the band as a double tour. And again, I got to give you a follow-up, Calling the Children Home. Yeah, great song. I think that's a great song. What are well, yours? I had two oh, different cool. ones. I had Home Ground. I love Little Feet's funk groove. Anytime they they drop into that sort of heavy funk groove with Kenny Gradney's bass playing and Richie Hayward's drumming, I find that funk groove really opens the songs up to some beautiful guitar playing by Paul Barrar. The other one is Hoy Hoy, which features Sean yes. Murphy on vocals with Sam Clayton. So one thing I've noticed is Sam Clayton and Sean Murphy together pair extremely well vocally. They just seem to be in sync. Great background fills by Sam Clayton. This one feels to me like the old-time original Little Feet song, enhanced by Clayton's percussion. He is an amazing conga player. I love the shift in tempo in this song from Little Feet funk again Mm -hmm. to kind of south of the border that Mexicali or Texacali feel that Little Feet has introduced into the music a fair bit the last number of years. So those are my two picks. So that brings us to Ain't Had Enough Fun, released in 1995. Again, Sean Murphy singing lead vocals. What are your picks from that record? I must say, Shaky Town, which should have been a huge single. You could have thrown that into one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies, had Eddie Murphy being chased around. I love Shaky Town. I used to, as you know, back in the day, DJ office parties, DJ weddings. I put on Shaky Town, the dance floor would be packed, even though... 
90% of people wouldn't who the band was. Right. So, oh, sounds great. Let's go to the dance floor. And then, you know what? The title track, Ain't Had Enough Fun. It's a really great track, and it's got a bit of humor to it. Their band that uh, was not afraid to do some things tongue-in-cheek. But you play this for a room, and you have a five- or six-year-old around, you're going to see that kid moving. Right? It's just <laughs> got that kind of really entertaining holiday family flow, whatever. Um this was the first record where Sean Murphy had joined the band, so it really featured her on vocals. She did the vast majority of the vocals. Not on Eight Had Enough Fun, that was Paul Barrar, but, and I had that too as one of my picks for the same reasons. I thought it was funny, tongue-in-cheek. And the other one was That's a Pretty Good Love, and I have an affinity for this song. I was directing a play back, I think in 1996, called The True Love by Sam Shepard, and it was a marvelous experience for me as a director. It was a great play. It won all kinds of awards. It won the showcase for the Sears Festival, 50th anniversary. The play was essentially prose about love, and we created characters and vignettes out of the prose. And I wanted to introduce that whole concept of love to the audience to set the stage for this play. And I was trying to find a song, and the song that came to mind was That's a Pretty Good Love. And to me, this is like the old Chicago jazz show number. In fact, I could imagine it being in the production of Chicago. And I had two dancers in whiteface coming down a set of stairs, all dressed in formal attire, top hats, canes, white gloves, and to that song, just setting the stage for the play. I think it's a fabulous song. I really, really love it. So that would be my, that was my second choice from that record but i like this whole record i thought if you're going to introduce a new singer and after a long hiatus and introduce a female singer which of course the band had never had i thought this was a great introduction to sean murphy as a singer well-produced record the instrumentation is really good the other song i liked on it was borderline blues again a, a slow moving beautiful song great lyrics now we're going to 1991 with the album Shake Me Up, which had Craig Fuller uh, singing lead vocals. Now, Craig Fuller was from Pure Prairie League. He joined the band, and the story behind it was somebody had heard him sing and said, well, you know, this guy sounds a lot like Lil George, and I guess pushed that over to the band and said, hey, here's a guy you might consider as George's replacement. So 1991, Shake Me Up, got some choices from that album? The title track, for sure, another classic Little Feet song, and I would say it's a tie between Things Happen and Clowning. I'll probably go with Things Happen. I like the words a lot as well. This was an album that I didn't previously research this because I went off Spotify. It's not on the Spotify list, but I had this on CD at one point, and uh, I had it on vinyl. I would have worn it out. I have to be honest, this was not my favorite Little Feet album, but like you, I also had Shake Me Up as one of my picks. It's a great driving rock song, great dance song. This is a song that gets people out of their seats. And then I had two other picks. I had Clowning as well. I really like that song. And the other one I had was Boombox Car. It's Little Feet playing funk at their very best. I really love Richie Hayward's drumming on this record, actually. His drumming is mm-hmm. outstanding. So, yeah, those would be my my choices. Good funk songs, good hard-driving rock songs. Yeah, and I think that sort of characterizes that record in general. Okay, so now we're going one year before with the album Representing the Mambo, again with Craig Fuller singing lead vocals. What are your choices there? My choice is title track. I love it. It is 
for lack of a better description, Little Feet with a Santana twist. Or if you played this song for Billy Joel, he'd do a cover. Right. Although he seems to not record anymore. He performs live. But it's just, it's got such flavor to it. It moves different modes. It's almost like the start of a classic Hollywood film. And then it just rolls into a whole other sort of adventure. I really thought it was great. And then Texas Twister is another one that in my DJ days, I put it on whether people knew who it was or not. It, they just got on the dance floor. Yeah. Just went on the dance floor. And then listening to this again, also, I should say that, and I'll be listening to this one again when we're through this episode, but those Fetal Steer You're Wrong, I'm not a big country fan, but that is a great country rock song. I had representing the Mambo as one of my picks too. I think that's a brilliant mm. composition. That's a Bill Payne composition for sure. It's again, yeah, sure. as you notice on a lot of the records, there's one song that's clearly influenced uh, by Bill Payne's love of jazz. And that's certainly one of them. We talked about this in the interview. You know, he said, this is a really complicated piece. You know, teaching this piece to the band, we had to do it in sections. He said, there's no way I could just hand this over. We had to work through yeah. it in sections to get it right. But it is a beautiful piece of music. It truly is. Lots oh, of changes. Oh, it's a clever and, piece of music. Yeah, yeah. Lots of changes and tempo. And I think the best track on the record. And I had those feats will steer you wrong sometimes. Story song, song is about a guy being pulled over by the cops for speeding. Officer comes to the window and says, why are you driving so fast? And he goes, well, I'm in the feed. I'm driving from town to town. I'm listening to them on the radio and they get my feet a tapping and my hands a slapping and so on and so forth. And you and I talked about this story and I don't know whether it's true. I meant to ask Bill this during our interview. But there's been a story circulating for years that, in fact, this is a true story. The driver of the car was Bob Seeger, and he was explaining to the police officer that he was driving so fast because he was grooving to the little feet beat. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, I remember where I heard that story. It was on the liner notes to Bob Seeger's Greatest Hits. It was about Hollywood Nights. And so it, it was in the liner notes back in the days when they still had liner notes. And he explained, it's just like, I'm coming from the studio, listening to the one listening to Hollywood Nights. And listening to Bill Payne's piano solo in that song, which is unbelievable. Right. One of my favorite pop singer songs. So check your Wikipedia, folks, if you doubt me. <laughs> well, anyway, this song may be that song, maybe a reference to Bob Seger, maybe at a time when they were playing in the same band together, or Bob Seger was accompanying yeah. Little Feet. But it does sound like the same story at any rate. And the police officer ends up letting them go because, you know. The feats will steer you wrong sometimes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. uh, anyway, so th those are our picks. We'll have one of those on the playlist. And then our final album to talk about is Let It Roll. This is Little Feet's comeback record after the death of Lowell George, released in 1988. He died in 1979. And Bill said to me when we talked about Lowell George, the influence of Lowell George, and he said he had originally been quoted in People magazine as saying the band couldn't survive without Lowell George. I'm glad he was wrong, and he I'm sure that. he is. He said that. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. People magazine kind of... Yeah. No, no, he said he said it, but he said people keep asking him about it. He said, well, I was wrong. <laughs> I've changed my mind. But anyway, this record yeah. was their comeback record. It was a really good comeback record. I don't know if it was their biggest selling album, but I suspect it might have been. Certainly the title track got a lot of radio play. I remember when it came out. Craig Fuller as a lead vocalist, but what were your picks there? Well, of course, the song Let It Roll, the title track was great. Again, a DJ's favorite. You're you're playing music at a party. You want to get people up and dancing. You put it on, let it roll. It, it was great. But really listening to this again, I forgot that Cajun Girl 
Right, great uh, This reminds me of a combination. If you don't know Little Feet, you'd say, well, imagine the band and Los Lobos getting together to jam. I love Voices on the Wind. That's a third one, but that's a beautiful song. Mm. And um, it's a ballad you'd play at a wedding or something like that. I'm with you. I like Let It Roll. I mean, it's hard not to like that song. Like Texas no, Twister, sure. Shake Me Up. It's one of those classic rock and roll songs that Little Feet do so well. It got a lot of radio play. I saw the show when that album was released. My other pick is Hanging On to the Good Times. And I guess because the lyrics just spoke yeah. to me. My wife and I listen to that song all the time, and it reminds us to hang on to those good times and remember those good times. And I just love the song, always have. So that's my second pick. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode, Little Feet AG, After George. We've put together a great selection of songs which demonstrates the breadth of Little Feet's songwriting, playing, and musical stylings. And I think our listeners, especially those new to Little Feet, are really going to dig this playlist. You'll find the link to the Little Feet AG playlist on Spotify in the show notes for this episode, on the Straight From The Heart show blog page, and on our show Facebook page, For What It's Worth, the podcast series. On the next episode of For What It's Worth, we're going to turn our attention to innovation and our series, The Many Faces of Innovation, For What It's Worth. <laughs>